0: This is the Amstuff podcast, a podcast about eating disorders, disordered eating, body image and mental health. I'm your host, Queenie June Borkman, and in today's episode, episode 19 of season 3, we are talking about different ways of self-harm. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode, and this episode is episode 19 and it's all about self-harm and it's a very controversial topic, I somewhat feel like that it is But maybe for some people it's so normal that it isn't um, I'm recording this while I am babysitting the new puppy of my parents And I must say that in I haven't been <laughs> this frustrated in ages Jack Russell puppies are very, very energetic puppies, and as we speak, he stole some underpants and went beneath the couch with it. He is now licking one of the uh, tea towels uh, that we use, you know, to to dry stuff up. He has eaten dirt from our plant. He has peed. He has done everything that you could do in less than 20 minutes, and I am drained. (laughs) So. I'm guessing while I'm recording this episode, you will be hearing some puppy sounds and that is totally fine, at least in my personal opinion. So if you are wondering what that sound is, well, that's a puppy. And while I'm recording this, I'm walking around because then mostly my energy and my thoughts are flowing better. So maybe I'm a little bit out of breath, but it's just the perfect setting for now, at least. So self-harm, guys. Self-harm comes in very much different forms and I think it's very generalizing to think that self-harm is a girl that is maybe gothic or emo that likes to cut herself and when you you know take her risks or you know pull up her uh, shirt or something like that um, then you'll see some cuts and that is self-harm. I think generally people are brought up with that idea and although it is It is a part of self-harm. Self-harm has so many different attitudes, so many different faces when it comes down to ways of uh, going about with yourself or maybe with others. That I think it's a good thing to zoom in on this. Mainly because I want to give you you, the awareness of if you're doing any self-harm to yourself without you not knowing so unknowingly or maybe you do know and you needed this confirmation to maybe stop with it so this episode is all about self-harm there will be one episode left and then two weeks well yeah I'm saying it good the last two weeks of this year there will not be a podcast episode or I will maybe do some random things ...that I feel like doing. I'm guessing it will be the second one. But in these last two weeks of this year... ...I will be contacting people... ...that I think are very valuable for people with eating disorders... ...or disordered eating, mental health problems... ...or body image problems... ...that are, you know, can give you different insight. And I've done it before in different seasons. So if you're curious for that... ...you can watch or, sorry, listen... ...one of the other seasons. Um, But next season, season four... Only interviews, only interviews that will not take that long, tops 25 minutes, so you can listen to it on your bike when you're at the gym, maybe grocery shopping, walking the dock, in any situation possible. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, let's start with the episode Self Harm. Like I said, a lot of us have this generalized image when it comes down to self-harm. Self-harm is cutting, self-harm is, you know, having a physically wound on your body that you self-inflicted, or maybe somebody else did it because that person wanted to harm you. Well that word isn't per se self-harm, but that person has a certain destructive pattern as well. But it doesn't stay with that person but it will be on other persons as well. But just for the sake of it for now, self-harm. When I think about self-harm, actually one of the first things that pop into my thought is self-harming thoughts. Because it starts with a thought. And that thought, throughout time, when not treated, when not confirmed, when, not, you know, when neglected, can become bigger and bigger. And eventually someone does the act of self-harm. Getting there... Can cost some time for people. For some people it's a shorter time, time span. For some people it takes years and then they do it. But at some point you will face yourself with doing that. Um, self-harm. I as a dietitian, have seen it in very different forms. But of course a lot of it has to do with this part of lifestyle. Um, for example. And before I start with for example. I'm just going to give a little disclaimer here. This is not for you to mimic. To Go and do this to mix up your form of self-harm and try something different. This is for you to, again, have a little bit of insight on if you're doing this or not. And maybe getting the why, why you're doing this. But form of self-harm that I've seen is fasting. People that fast because they want to feel a certain emptiness. Or feel empowered because of the food that didn't went into their stomach. Showing that to the world they're stronger, that they don't need three meals a day or two snacks. Of course, it's the most biggest bullshit ever. But again, when you're in a thought of self-harm, that is a valid thought. I've seen self-harm in over-exercising in a way that your body doesn't have a lot of fat on it anymore. It's giving signals that you're maybe getting sick or you're getting a lot of... Um, In Dutch you would say ailed. So a lot of um, What's that word again in English Oh yeah, the word is callous And you just Ignore everything of it And your body maybe shuts down With your period, if you're a female Or you cannot get an erection anymore As a man, but you ignore it Because that Pushing, pushing, pushing is way more important Self-harm is Staying up deliberately At night and Keep yourself awake as a form of torture. Self-harm is limiting your water intake because you're scared to get heavier because of the water weight. Self-harm is not showering. It is not brushing your teeth. It is only choosing limited food options. It can be not doing what you want, hobbies or activities because you think you don't deserve it. And I can go on and on. But I'm guessing while you're listening to this, you already know that something is up. Something of these things that I just said is something that you are maybe performing while I'm speaking. And that is self-harm, my friends. It's not just the gothic or emo girl that we have learned throughout media that is cutting herself. So what are you going to do with this? You know, I just told you this information. Hopefully, you have some insight on the fact that you are performing self-harm, although it's not something that it is confirmed by society. But what are you going to do with this? How are you going to detox from self-harm? Because that's what this podcast is basically all about, at least this episode. Well, it all starts with writing down what type of self-harms you're performing at the moment. And why? Because you have a good indication what is going on. And I'm sharing these things with you because I, at one point, had so many self-harm tactics that it wasn't normal anymore. Um, like I said, with uh, overcompensation, with exercise, and really pushing my body till a point that I couldn't walk for a whole week. Um, I had a lot of that callous, or I don't know how to call it, but you know what I mean. Um, I had bad sleep. I would you know skip certain items of food. Uh, I would also try to do something with my water intake or use certain diet teas to be some type of diuretic so it was really, really to the extremes or drink a lot of coffee it was also a big form of self harm to restrict some food intake or stuff like that, but eventually <laughs> it killed my intestines so hard uh so these are all forms of self-harm with food and i would like to ask you to write down these forms of self-harms that you know are present with you today And if it's not with food, but with exercise, or certain types of exercises, or with walking very long distances, or even when you are cutting, or when you're purging, because that's also a form of self-harm. Just write them all down, what at the moment in your specific timeline is going on with self-harm. And I'm going to give you now 10 seconds, well 15 seconds, that will be silent and that you can... Grab a piece of paper and at least write down my ways of self-harm dot, you know, double dots. So you have a place to write them down after this podcast. So hopefully you wrote it down. Because now you have a base to work on. And just write down all these forms of self harm. At some point, you have a list of things that you're using and abusing against you. And then it's the time to filter. To actually, step two. What is it at this point? Because, at, you know, in the ideal situation, we could tackle everything, but it is so draining all these habits that we have built of self harm that we need to make. Smaller steps to get to the end goal. So what is it at the moment that you can tackle. And that really hinders your quality of life. Because that is the thing that you will have the biggest motivation for. To change. So for example for me. It was over exercising. I would have the craziest ways. To get the exercise that I want. From impul—well, Not per se impulsively. But really really rigorous type of strictness of you need to walk around xx amount of you know x amount of steps or you're going to the gym so you better wake up at five in the morning stuff like that just self-harm 101 and it was really declining my quality of life so bad because I was so tired throughout the day I still would have a lot of injuries uh, because of that basically because not giving my body enough Rest because I would go to bed late as well and it was just a toxic combination that I wanted to address first. So I addressed that first and at some point I challenged myself just to sit down and do nothing. No walking, no going to the gym, no overcompensation doing work because I worked at fairs and there I could walk a lot as well. Just sit down and it was hella scary. It really was. I needed to do a lot of things to distract me, and sadly, sometimes food was a part of that as well. But looking back, what I got for it, it still is a very good deal because nowadays I can just move if I want to, and you know, maybe you know, walk throughout through the park, and then out of nowhere I've walked an hour. But I can also sit on my ass the whole day and not care about it. So, for example. That is a form on how you tackle self-harm. But there's another step. That other step is self-reflection. So actually what I would like to see, and I hope you would like to see that as well, is that you have a paper. You wrote down what your self-harming ways are. And again, self-harming ways are could be in food, could be in you know purging, could be in auto-mutilation, could be in... Maybe having too much sex with strangers or maybe not having any sex at all, for example. Could be in uh, sports, could be in not sleeping enough, could be in hygiene, not caring enough for yourself. Write that down, what is happening with you at the moment. Then put next to that the list for action. What is the one you want to tackle? Don't take all of them, take a few that really is, are influencing your quality of life now in a very negative way. Write down which actions you're going to undertake to change that. And after some time, maybe one week, maybe per two weeks, you have that part reflection and write down how it went. I think personally in the ideal situation, you have a person you can reflect to certain accountability. For example, parents, friends, a caretaker, the dietitian, the psychologist. Um, Your GP just to make sure you're on track with this because we can slack a lot with this because these self-harming ways have become comfortable and we don't see the urgentness of it always because we're so used to it. So little sum up list of things you're doing now that is basically self-harm next to that actions what are you going to do. Choose a few, not all of them. Make it smaller to get to the end goal that is the big goal. Then a list of reflection. make sure you do this frequently, so not once in a month, and somebody to have a certain accountability on. I'm trying to keep this podcast episode as compact as possible so you can just listen to this information and go about it. So I hope this one was well, oh, I'm almost out of breath. I hope this one was valuable. I will see you in the next episode, the last episode of this season. And maybe I will do two special Christmas editions. And then we're starting with season four in the beginning of next year, in the beginning of the first week of January with interviews with maybe your favorite influencers when it comes down to mental health and eating disorders. So I see you next time. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl or to the Instagram imstuff underscore com and start working on your relationship with food today.